On our journey of Advent so far, we have reached week number three. Week one drew us to preparing for God's coming, Adventus Christus. He's coming in glory and will be coming, but are we ready? Week two called us to prepare our hearts for a worthy dwelling place for our Lord Jesus Christ to come. Today we're called to rejoice, Gaudente Sunday, to rejoice. When we talk about rejoice, we talk about joy. But when we look at joy, what brings people joy? What brings people true joy? The three people that come to mind for me, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, St. John Paul II, and any of the martyrs you could list and think of. But yet, how are those three different people, different groups of people, so joyful in themselves? My last year at undergraduate seminary, I got the privilege and honor to go down to Guatemala, part of our program, which was our mission trip. We went down to Escapulas, Guatemala, which is one of the poorest parts of Guatemala. And we were working in conjunction and collaboration with St. Joseph's Abbey's, Abbey's sister abbey down in Escapulas. And I, while I was down there, I got to spend time with a child named Santiago. And throughout my time there and when I came back, it got me to think and reflect on one question. This child is walking through the streets poor, not having much to live on, not a lot of food, not a very safe and stable place to live, but yet every day I saw him, there was a big smile on his face. Every day when I got to see him, he was so excited to see me. I could see him running down the street excited like, yes, I get to spend time with him. But what, why was he joyful? Why was he so happy to see me? And as I spent time reflecting and think about it, there must be a source of that joy, that excitement, that happiness that imbued in him that every day while I was there constantly drew me to him and constantly wanted me to spend time with him. Come to find out that joy, that excitement is actually in Christ and in Christ himself. What is interesting is sometimes we're tempted to find ourselves making up excuses, complaints, and acting as if we could only be happy if a thousand conditions were met. But the most beautiful and natural expression of joy is in and through the poor people. Because the, everything they see, everything they have, is a gift from the Lord. A gift to do what, though? 
We hear in our gospel reading today an illustrations of three different categories. First and foremost, family. Second, tax collector. And third, soldiers. The common thread that flows through th all three categories was the reiteration of the fact what you have, you shouldn't hold on to, but if you have extra, share with those around you. But if we look at it in a negative light, we see three vices that come out of it. We see first, possessions. Second, money. And three, prestige. The three things in which hold us back from truly experiencing the joy and love of God. Take any one of those. If I have money, I'm going to want to work constantly, constantly, constantly to gain more. If I have a bigger house, or if I have a small house, I want a bigger house. If I'm driving a beat-up car, when I have money, I want to upgrade to get a better car. If I have a small house, I'm going to start upgrading to get a bigger house. What happens then? We constantly get into this vicious cycle of chasing after what we believe to bring us joy. But instead, what does that really bring us? That brings us frustration. That brings us anger. That brings us to a life of meaningless. Why? Because we're chasing constantly after what we believe and think to be joy. What's going to make us happy. But at the end of the day, those three things, the possession, the money, the prestige, will always fade away. Where is our joy, my dear brothers and sisters, when I'm on my bed in the hospital sick? Where is my joy when I just lost my brother, my sister, my siblings? Where is the joy, my dear brothers and sisters, when parents have to bury their child? Where is that joy and happiness in that? If we stick with the mindset of possession, power of money, there is no joy. There is no happiness. But true joy relies and rests on God and God himself because it is in and through Christ where the gift of joy becomes a gift that is priceless. Because joy, J, begins with Jesus first. O relies and calls us to think of others second. Y to then think of yourself last. Because when we think about God first, Everything has meaning, everything has purpose, and everything has reason to it. As simple as what it can be, Jesus did it for a reason. That's why when people ask me, do you think this situation was a coincidence or, you know, it was luck that occurred? 
I look at people and tell them, no, there is no such thing as coincidence or luck, but true divine providence. Because if Jesus is first in everything, everything we do, everything that we endure, everything that happens to us has a reason. Secondly, joy. Oh, others. When we think about others, there's no room for the selfishness that we can create in our lives. It's not always about I, me, but it's for the better of someone else. When we enter into a love relationship with anyone, how does it work when it was always about me? I want you to do this, honey. I want you to do that, honey. Is that all about me? How is that love then? Or when it's like, I want you to love me the way I want to be loved. And my love language and the love that you show me should be gifts. I want a Maserati in the garage. I want to be able to go to Disney World. I want to go, be able to go to Panama. I want to be able to go to Cancun when I want. Bora Bora, name it. But when we constantly think of others, there's no room for ourselves. We leave room for God to enter into our hearts, to guide and direct our hearts, and that we take care of the people in need of the most. As parents, especially mothers, when you first give birth to your child, there's such great joy in your eyes. There's such excitement that you've brought this child in to this world. But as soon as, that as soon as you bring that child home and it cries, you drop everything to tend to care for that child. You never count the cost. Which is funny and interesting too, now that I'm 27, when I go home to see my parents, I give my mom a call on Sundays and I'm like, hey mom, I'm heading home to see you. And my dad, I can hear him laughing in the background because what my mother is doing in the car is telling my dad, we're going home. It doesn't matter if they're shopping halfway across town, if they're already doing errands or anything. But mom looks at my dad and says, we're going home. My dad gets home and laughs at me and makes fun of me and says, yeah, we were doing X, Y, and Z. But as soon as you called, mom looked at me and said, we're going home. Because she's always thinking about someone else. As an adult, my mom is still wanting to make sure that her son is taken care of that her son's needs are met. And every day she rejoices in that fact, that joy that exists in her heart. Finally, yourself. Because once you have God first, others in second, third, yourself will flow from everything else. As my mom gives of herself, to me in love, she receives back that gift of love and that reward that she dwells and she seeks 
which no words can express and no words can illustrate. But that joy relies first and foremost in God to then to yourself. So that's why we're rejoicing, my dear brothers and sisters, because God set himself first, then to others. That's why he's becoming man for each and every one of us, because he loves us so much and wants to be in right relationship with us that he gives up his own desires, does the will of the Father, and becomes man. Then he looks at himself. As he gets through and bears through the suffering, he looks at himself, reminds himself that he's trying, but then he rephrases it back again and says, Father, if it is your will, take this chalice away. But not my will, but let your will be done. So my dear brothers and sisters, we've already know that we're waiting for Christ. We're cleaning our house and getting our spiritual dwelling place ready. So thirdly, my dear brothers and sisters, are we rejoicing yet? Because the holiday season brings holiday cheer that ends with the time period, the celebration. But the joy of Christmas should be a joy that lasts every day of your life. But what is hindering you from truly experiencing that joy? What is stopping you from truly embracing that joy? And finally, are you ready and willing to accept and embrace that joy in your life? Jesus first, others second, and yourself third.